0: Hi there, I'm James Dapache, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Hey. Hey. Team, today we are going to talk about three directors, uh, and those directors were also unit holders in a unit trust. And the director we're talking about today is the plaintiff in an application to wind up the trustee of this unit trust saying it would be just and equitable to wind up this company. What are we talking about? Let's take our three directors. Let's say two of them are builders, speaking loosely, and one of them is a property developer, speaking loosely again. And what these three agree to do, but do not record in a written agreement, sadly, is to buy some land in North Sydney and develop it into a property and then share the profits in the proportion 25, 25 for each of our building directors, and then 50 for our property developer director. And so, that's how things progress. They buy the land, the building gets built, uh, people buy some of the buildings, and they then get to sit down and say, well, we've made a profit here, what are we going to do about it? Now, the quantum of the profit was about $8 million or so, and. You heard the agreement before, even though it wasn't in writing, they sat down and did their sums on that 25, 25, 50 basis. And what the directors agreed, apart from a payment of $500,000 in cash to one director, was that the directors would take their entitlements to profit in the form of unsold units. So instead of cash in the bank account, they'd come to own units. Our first building director uh, got uh, their units and their cash Our second building director got uh, their units, and our developer director had not yet taken his units. So let's just pause that. We've got that profit distribution in the form of units. The building directors have got theirs. The property developer director has not yet got theirs. What is also going on is that proceedings have been commenced by the owner's corporation of the building in relation to what are said to be defects in the building. Now, the defendants in the defect proceedings are the builder who the building directors actually contracted out the building work to, and also the company that is the unit trustee that ran this whole development. So, what happens in those proceedings is the owner's corporation, which is to say, the registered proprietor of the common property of the building, the person who owns the structure, says, look, there are defects in this structure. And so they've kicked off the Supreme Court litigation to complain about these defects. Now, what also happens uh, as part of that litigation is that there is money to be paid to an expert. And that money is in the sum of about $15,000. And by the time this money is to be paid, the bank account of the company we're talking about, the trustee of this unit trust who did the whole development, is down to zero. And what happens is our building director, who is our plaintiff today, and our developer director don't agree on how this $15,000 is to be paid. And they get into a bit of a clumsy argument about it. And what happens in short is that the developer director makes a bit of a practical decision to fund some of the costs relating to the litigation from his own pocket. Um, to be repaid at some later time. Now, what happens as well at about this time is our building director, who's in the thick of this argument about the $15,000, places caveats on each of the units the company owns, which were units that were designated to come to the developer director, right? And as you probably know, a caveat prevents a dealing or, or a transfer of ownership of this real property happening without the KVA tour approving. So essentially, this building director has stopped the company from being able to transfer these units off to the developer director, despite the fact that all the directors agreed together that's how they were going to distribute the profits. Essentially, the building director's taken the view of, oh, if the company has to pay anything in respect of this defect litigation that the owners corporation has brought, well that can come out of your share, essentially is the, is the practical outcome of that because we'll just keep these units in the company in case the company has to pay anything. Now, as you can imagine, the property developer director is not especially impressed. So the property developer director kicks off proceedings of their own. Uh, those proceedings are for the removal of the caveats and for essentially a restatement, speaking very loosely, of the 25-25-50 sort of arrangement that they'd entered into in 2016 and 2017. Now those proceedings are rolling along and as they are rolling along, the building uh, director, or one of the building directors, our plaintiff for today, says that there is a deadlock and it would be just and equitable for the company to be wound up and a liquidator to be appointed. Now, the short point is the court says, no, that's wrong. It would not be just and equitable for that to happen. So let's dive into why. Um, the court says there's an air of artificiality, an air of artifice to the building director making this application. Says, look, um, it would appear that you would be taking a direct benefit. There's a degree of self interest to you bringing this application because it would make your life easier in those caveat proceedings. Remember the dispute about whether the caveats are okay that the building director put on, and it would potentially make your life easier or life easier for the uh, building directors and their related entities themselves in the defect proceedings if the company was to be wound up. And the court says that's not enough of a reason. Further, the court says that the thing that the building director says they were really worried about was an underpayment of about $156,000, and the cost of liquidation would probably be disproportionate to that amount. So it's not really worth incurring all the costs of a liquidator if you're chasing 150 grand. What the court also notes is that the building director doesn't agree to fund the liquidator as well. So um, sometimes what you'd see in that scenario would be someone in the position of the building director saying, hey look, I'll put X thousand dollars into the liquidators account, so they're in funds to go and chase these fees. None of those things happens, and the development director says, hey, I'm very comfortable with an audit of all of these accounts um, that I've been managing over the years uh, taking place. So the court says, noting all of that, also noting the fact that from 2013 to 2019, all the directors were getting along, and they were getting along in a way that yielded an $8 million profit, and they were even running the defect litigation fairly competently. So all of that suggested that there was no deadlock, which meant that there was no basis for a just and equitable wind-up. and noting that winding up a company is a pretty extreme step that's gonna affect a lot of parties, including the owners corporation and that sort of thing. The court did not make the orders that this building director sought, and the company was not wound up on the just and equitable basis. I hope that discussion assisted you and I look forward to speaking again soon over another coffee and in respect of another case note. Cheers. Cheers.